Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Well, good evening everyone. And this evening we travel across the water to Hailing Island and we've got a very own good evening. East Coast, West Coast thing going on. We're joined Everyone's by Hailing's equivalent of Tupac, Shakur and Biggie Smalls, <laughs> but uh, unlike no. the 90s rappers, neither of these two are dead, which is a, a great way to host the podcast, and uh, and there is warmth and unity on well, Hailing Island. Well, that went Island. well. So, you, um... oh, oh, have you failed to press the button? No, I pressed the button, but for some reason when, um, when it came out of the intro, um, my screen just froze, so... <laughs> So I couldn't oh. hear anything else that was happening. But we're hearing, by the sound of it, I was the only one in prob- that was having problems. Oh, oh, you thought Ian was doing really well, though. That was a great I was intro. In, I was in full flow. He I, was. I, I was. There was. There was whole 90s gangster rapper references mm. and everything you could wish for in the opening to a political podcast. So mm. welcome to Mark Coates from Labour and Paul Gray from the Liberal Democrats. Welcome, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Um. Good evening, both. Yes, so um, it's Paul's second time on on the show, but it's Mark's first time uh, on the yeah, show. Mark's been on before. Uh, oh no, well, yeah, of course, yeah. Sorry, Mark. Um, Massively mem- forgettable. Uh, that's my memory. <laughs> that's my memory more, more than you being unmemorable. Um, so um, yeah, so we're we're t- we're t- I don't know what you've already said, Ian, but we're turning we're turning our eyes slightly eastward this evening to look yeah. at things on hailing. Indeed. Yeah. So yes, Hailing forming part of the the Borough Council of Haven, and more on the excited Borough versus Unitary Authority stuff later. So Simon, I think the last time we ventured east, it was uh, it was February twenty two. Um, we had a nice guest called Mark Coates on the show. I don't know if you remember him. Well, perhaps not. Um, so have you, have you got have you got the overview of Haven there, Simon? Um, well, um, it's a it's a simple overview. It's um, um, haven't uh, borough council. It's um, it's only a borough council, um, so not like a unitary authority that you have in Portsmouth. But nonetheless, um, it represents uh, about one hundred twenty six thousand uh, citizens. Um, it has wards that elect in thirds. Um, that are um, some um, some wards have slightly different numbers of people in, but in total there's 38 uh, councillors on the council. Um, we've got someone else trying to join the call. Um, could they possibly try to actually follow the show on the live stream on the Facebook rather than straight into the show? Because that's what they were going to do, unless unless someone's decided to get a sneaky guest in. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's too no, bad. No. <laughs> um, um, I think it's. Um, do you know someone called Wendy Mark? Yeah, that'll be my mum. Yeah. Oh, is Wendy here? Oh, yeah. excellent. Don't, I know Wendy. She's could, lovely. Let her in. Don't let her in. Could you, no, could you, um, could you just let her know to oh, follow the Facebook is, link rather than join the this show? Is um, fantastic. I'm loving yes, this it's show great. already. We, we've, is... never, we've never had this. We're, we're, off to a good, we're off to a great start. Um, so, uh, yes, so Haven Borough Council, um, 38 uh, councillors, uh, Paul and Mark were newly elected in, um, in this year's. Um, elections. Um, there are um, there are, are currently, um, and we'll, we'll come to it in one of, in one of the later questions. There are um, thirty Conservative councillors, uh, four uh, Labour councillors, two Liberal Democrat councillors, one Green councillor, and one Independent councillor um, as of May's uh, local elections. So um, we are really lucky to be joined by the two sides, East and West, of Hailing. Um, so um, we'll we'll get into some questions and ask them what they've got to say. Um, but if you have any comments that you'd like to make, please do um, please do pop them in the chat, and please don't forget to um, like, follow, subscribe us wherever you're finding us. And, and also, if you don't want to look at our faces, of course, we don't say that about Paul and Mark. We're talking about Ian and myself. Um, then you can listen to us just as an audio stream uh, wherever you get your podcasts later in the evening. Um, so, um, Ian, should we um, should we rattle yeah, into questions? Yeah. So, so I think it's it, it it's. Uh, it's safe to say that uh, that uh, whilst haven't is still predominantly blue, it was probably the best um, the best result for parties other than the Conservatives uh, in May's local elections. It was uh, it was not a pretty night for the Conservatives in in Portsmouth, and if we spin it round, it was a positively splendid night for Labour and the Lib Dems in Haven. So great to have uh, two of you joining us. So just to give our 
our listeners and viewers a bit of an insight into you as people can I ask you first um how did you uh, first get into politics and kind of what moved you into activism and can i ask that first to paul please oh okay um well we're going to start really really lightly obviously now then by me talking about storm clouds over europe 10 years ago um but but the, the, the simple truth is i've been involved in politics um on and off throughout my life um it's always just been something that i've been engaged in um and it was about 10 years ago literally i didn't and i you know but the easiest thing in the world to say would be to say as a local council that I originally got involved because of local issues. But the truth is I didn't at all. I originally got involved in politics because um, I'd, I'd always identified as having liberal values, uh, values associated with people's freedoms and what have you. And I just felt that we were entering a really, really dark time globally in politics, which is which has subsequently panned out. Um, and so I, re I, I sort of caught myself literally one day sort of moaning. Uh, and just thought, why am I moaning from the sidelines? Why don't I get involved? Um, you know, you can't you can't be a foot, uh, a passenger in these things. You've, you've got to either put yourself forward or, or shut up, really. So that's what got me involved in politics. What's kept me in politics, however, um, has been uh, the state in which, and we'll talk about this an awful lot more, but the state in which literally the things around me now are starting to fall down. I mean, I, I look outside my window and literally the state of decay um it was so much that i felt i had to get involved locally but my original reasons were entirely um about national and and international issues basically so yeah there's that marvelous thank you for that paul and 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 obviously paul you chose you chose the orange team and uh and mark what what got you involved and uh how did you end up uh being part of team red uh, like paul has been interested but actually it was um 2015 i mean my, my passion's education i'm a teacher my in 2015 i was just outraged at michael gove's behavior when a class full of my kids and it's when it really that's what it really strikes mm. home isn't it it's when it, you're directly affected by the decision of a cabinet minister and I had a class full of kids all doing really well took their igcse and michael gove had decided to just compress those results and i just saw 30 kids that i taught get grades that were about one and a half, two grades lower than they'd have got any other year before that. And I was beside, I was just incandescent. Um, and I just wanted to, um, I just wanted to get involved. And from that point, I was already an activist and obviously did lots of other things like um, the, the Hayden Ferry um, uh, campaign, you know, led that and, and, and worked with, because I, I definitely believe in working cross party, work with Claire, uh, Buchanan was Claire Satchwell. We got that done. Obviously, I've gone on to do a lot of other things, being a sort of community person and having a passion for young people and sport, um, you know, started the boxing club, all the rest of it. And, and inadvertently, I seem to have set myself up as high profile enough to compete um, in the locals. And um, I joined the, the, the Labour Party in 2015. I won't lie, I was sort of in and out of, uh, of it. I, I suppose by nature, I'm probably a swing voter, actually. I'm sure we'll talk about that more later. Um, but by and large, everything, all my values align with the Labour Party and uh, ended up alongside Paul standing this year and actually getting in. First ever Labour councillor. has been a Lib Dem one for decades. I haven't been a Lib Dem one for, I don't actually know the year it goes back to, it's a guy called Steve Van Hagen when I was a child be, on the island. It will be in the Doomsday Book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that's a, a potted history. Marvellous. Thank you, gents. Okay, great. Um, so um, you're a month in. Um, sure that's um sure that's opened your eyes to lots of things um and um so really the 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 role of local councillor um i guess that um that gives a um a, is often a difficult balance between life outside of politics um and inside of politics um what is it that excites you and what is it that gives you a little concern and if i can ask that first to mark um, I'm very excited about all the stuff we can't really talk about because of GDPR. Actually, it's all the, um, <laughs> but it is it is the stuff when when councillors um, say normally about other councillors actually mm. oh they work really hard behind the scenes you don't know that can be true I and mean, you can't quantify that you know there's no evidence of it but there's lots and lots of casework coming through all the time yeah. in there and um, and I I know that there are a lot of conservative councillors on there who are working really hard behind the scenes and and are delivering on this this one-to-one -one basis and i think that's actually that the keystone to being a decent councillor and i thoroughly enjoy that and i love the interaction 
one-to-one and um, there's no doubt we can make a difference you have to go beyond self a little bit but I like going to, for house visits and talking to people and mm. listening to them and then you get kind of um, uh, you know you get a real feel for their their angst or their their issue and and it, it's inspiring actually and it does push you to, to make a difference and what's absolutely infuriating is when you can't because there are um, there's just so much pressure on on a number of our services that they're unable to actually uh, respond and and the time frames now are just so different to what, what I think we remember 10 years ago uh, in terms of getting a result uh, I mean I had to wait a couple of weeks to get a, any sort of response from Hampshire about a road closure which wasn't very helpful because all the traffic had gone by then but um <clears throat> yeah we're um uh, we're, we're doing what we can but it's it's a funny stage as well a month in because the whole storming forming norming performing thing we're still very much at the storming stage and i don't think our <laughs> new energy is um appreciated by everyone. Appreciate. um <laughs> but uh, and i'm sure there's mistakes that we're making but i think you know you there's there's also well, <laughs> certainly mistakes i'm making but um i do think it's going to be hard to imbue a sense of urgency and that pedestrian kind I, I, in some not certainly not in all areas but in some little niche corners there's a slightly pedestrian pace which mm. i find thoroughly infuriating as well but um but you are empowered to, to make a, a bit of a difference mm. and, and actually most people are right behind you uh, and before i put i before i ask paul to answer the answer the same question that that kind of makes me wonder do you, do you think that people nowadays with you know 24 information uh 24 7 information culture with instant access with you know facebook and email and stuff do you, do you think that the expectation from residents is that they want an immediate answer is that do you think that's actually made it harder perhaps um yeah i think you're right i think it's, they're going in different directions we've got a slightly over stimulated more immediate um sort of culture um and yet we've got an overburdened um delayed um slightly pedestrian culture i mean it's it's really hard i mean as an um, as an example just trying to keep up with the pace of change the last conversation i had with environmental services at hbc are going yeah we're trying to get the right people in we're trying to keep them but you know they were they were looking at amazon putting their wages up to 15 pound an hour mm. and saying how can we compete how can we keep um people and make sure they've got a sense of uh, belonging and you know they feel a uh, an affinity to this organization and a loyalty to it um and, and i think it's it's hard it's hard filling those positions that's another thing that's that's changed as well as that immediacy i think is um yeah. i it, mean that it, that's largely funding yeah unfortunately I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, been, it's, there's it's, been a, a prolonged cutting of money to local authorities by this conservative government for 13 years um and, it, and it's it's often actually cited by conservatives in haven't as being a reason why they can't achieve things that their own conservative government haven't given them the money so obviously that has an impact on what and who you can pay and what 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 quality you can get in there's there's certainly a disconnect between people's expectations and what can reasonably be mm. achieved in the new circumstances we find post covid mm. mm. so uh, was there anything else you wanted to add to that Paul about the about the role of the local councillor as you as you found it and that balance between uh, life in, inside and outside politics or any particular areas that give I mean, you concern not not hugely I mean all, all I will just add is that I think I think at the moment Mark and I are you know talking about that balance and sort of literally having enough hours in the day at the moment with full-time jobs and what have you I think there is a degree to which because the norm on hailing is to just uh, sort of almost passively re-elect Conservatives, because the island has made a very active and deliberate decision to elect Mark and I from different parties, it is inevitable that an awful lot of people, early doors, are going to bring more to us than would otherwise normally be the case for, for any uh, anyone in the status quo, if you like. Um, people are aware, have made a decision to make an active change, and they're going to continue to be active with that. So, um, although at the moment, I mean, there is, it's, it's, it's a big workload. Mark and I are getting casework day in, day out. But it is just a reflection of what actually needs to be done. I've not spoken to a resident as yet who has said anything to me that actually wasn't perfectly reasonable and a reasonable expectation for a taxpayer. Um, basically so yes there's an awful lot coming to us at the moment but it is a pleasure to be able to put it right mm. as mark said the, the only frustration is when you just can't find a solution for someone because of reasons outside of your control mm. I, do, I do think that um it was an intelligent decision by the island to make a change because yeah. i think the the conservatives will also feel that that pressure as well they're good people you know i like i like the um the conservatives on Halen. i don't know a lot of the others yet but you know i think 
with six nice people but in mm. terms of a sense of urgency yeah. and 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 desire to turn things around a bit quicker i think actually getting to um you know progressive parties in it's mm. just actually sets a firework off, off for everyone i think i think that hits the nail on the head i mean it really is um as mark says the the, the four hailing conservative councillors as individuals um i don't know them all particularly well but as individuals i think i like them all as as, as individuals oh, as people, human yeah. beings um but that complacency and it's not even limited to the conservative party if you pick certain areas that have since time immemorial returned vast majority labor councils in the north of england you would find the same sort of complacency the same sort of attitude um which is just a natural result of as you know as i said during the during the election campaign if people don't have opposition opposition in politics is important it's, it's a hugely apathy, important it? point yeah absolutely it's a hugely important point of of politics is to have people there to hold those in power to account um and and haven't unfortunately been a classic example of where by becoming a one-party state, um, again, it's not necessarily that the individuals or anything like that are at fault or that they're bad people, but that lack of transparency, that lack of accountability, it, it, it's all there as expected, and then some, basically. Okay, and, uh, thank you. That that segues... Oh, sorry, you were obviously yeah, segueing I'll, into our next question. I was question. just about to jump in. Um, so in terms of, you know, uh, you know, I joked at the start about the whole east side, west side thing, um, so for those of our listeners and viewers who don't know Hailing particularly well, um, could you give a sort of description about the wards that you represent? Um, what are the key issues that they're facing? I, I can't believe it's just parking and bins, which are the, the two uh, Portsmouth staples. And I mm -hmm. guess the other key key thing, having you both on, is is are there differences between the two wards or is there some sort of university at universality that's not a word um across across uh across hailing can i start with paul yeah um good good question and good 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 end to the question as well because i was just thinking actually me and mark almost might as well answer this together for the simple reason that there isn't really an awful lot of a distinction between hailing east and hailing west um there's slight demographic issues that would be bore you but 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 essentially um hailing island and hailing islanders view themselves as islanders it, it has its own characteristic as as a place um rather than people really even necessarily knowing what ward they're, they're in all the time um biggest problems facing the island which came out time and time and time again during the campaigns was um it, it, it's not nimbyism and i think it's important to understand this there is an objection to a lot of development on the island but there's a real objection to development without the necessary infrastructure which which, which needs to go with it um, the other huge issue on hailing and actually you know, over your side of the water in portsmouth because we share langston harbour um is sewage um i mean we we, we have here a, a a holiday resort effectively traditionally um there are a lot of local businesses here which depend on summer trade to survive um it is not economically sustainable for the wider hailing economy to keep on having bad headlines about sewage being pumped into into our seas um, and yet equally we're not going to lie about that um, it, it needs to be resolved obviously so that the huge huge issue for the island is that um, people feel people feel left behind they feel literally dumped on um, and and they feel that they've become a, a place for just dumping additional property because there's nowhere else to put it and it's an easy solution um, and so again islanders have just felt neglected for far far too long and the biggest single thing throughout the election campaign above any particular issue was that sense of neglect overall and what you want to add to that mark no it's, it's it does feel like a um an island in in decline um not not noticeably day by day but over the years and actually yeah there are still it still doesn't feel like it's getting the um the attention it deserves i mean hailing's a shot window of having you know it's mm. just it's just across mm. the water for you it is it, it it's got everything uh, required in terms of natural resources um, to pull a, a much bigger footfall and wheel roll in. Uh, and over Paul's side, of course, is the ferry, which is a, a, a real gem for us. It's hugely important um, in terms of our identity and, 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 a, and a feature. There aren't enormous numbers of features on uh, on Halen and, mm -hmm. and we got we got to protect them because yeah. it's, you know, it's a little island, only about 20,000 uh, people on there you mentioned before you know only about 160,000 I think in terms of the the, the density of um, the, the population that haven't and we only get 15 million we were talking off air before 15 million to haven't borough council compared to 160 on Portsmouth so of course it's going to be really difficult mm -hmm. and there's a real challenge there to um, 
to actually get value for money and the best level of service we can. Um, but uh, but yeah, but I, again, I'm I'm perfectly happy being a NIMBY. That's fine. Because, um, <laughs> I, I don't mind if that doesn't sound progressive. But because I am an islander, and that, and we do want to, we need better maintenance. We need um, we need some small changes. But actually, we don't want large scale developments because it just isn't the infrastructure. I mean, there were delays of like two and three quarter hours the other day because there was a um, a tragic road accident on these at the AO two. A2043? Yeah, um, <laughs> they haven't rode. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, if you're an rode. islander, you're obviously not going to know it as the um, A, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, there was, and and uh, and I think that was um, demonstrative of, of just how vulnerable we are in mm -hmm. terms of, of arterial roads and, mm -hmm. and routes on and off the island. That's one of the reasons we need the, mm -hmm. um, the ferry. Um, so yeah, that's uh, um, infrastructure is one thing. Sewage is the other, and we need those. We need those. We need some signage, really, don't we, across the, the whole of the seafront? But yep. I do have to say, um, and I'm not going to start laying into any conservatives; they're not here to, to defend themselves. But I think Elizabeth Lloyd was one. I'm sure she might mention her by name, who seems quite passionate about stopping all yeah. the sewage and is happy to work with activists. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure will welcome um, support from from other parties mm -hmm. as well as her mm -hmm. own when it comes to stopping that. I think it is one thing that everyone will will get together and, uh, and and work on because it's so important to residents and i think largely they are good people across the council mm. but fingers and, crossed and, and, and you want to do that i think the ferry's classic case in point i mentioned langston harbour before and it's about joining those dots because you have to realize that that sewage which may not immediately seem like a threat to the ferry well actually the ferry does depend on there being footfall between portsmouth and hailing it does depend on people wanting to have reasons to actually come backwards and forwards mm. again it's a holiday resort um, it's a seaside destination. That ferry needs a clean harbour in order for it to have the customers it needs in order to maintain it. And then there's a whole ferry there. There's a whole harbour infrastructure there as well. Which, um, again, it's a really exciting place to live, Hailing, when you think about its potentials. But the same thing with that is the frustration when you realise the problems um, w which are already in place just through bad management, effectively over a period of. A sustained period of years effectively and just allowing too much power uh, in the wrong places that's brilliant Jens. and paul you touched on it in your answer um you know hailing historic if you you look back through history it was kind of a destination location for the summer where the, the yeah. people of london would come down do you think mm -hmm. hailing is is you know almost that that and i'll put holiday camp in air quotes you know mm. do, do you think hailing is is looking for a new identity or 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 do you see the the its identity is still pretty strong i i still see its identity is pretty strong um i mean it it it, it certainly it, it has evolved and it is evolving um and and but i think that evolution involves it still very much being a a, a destination place um, it's not a 1950s bucket and spade necessarily Heidi Heim, um, because that's not what the market demands in 2024. But Mark and myself for this morning were down at the beach meeting a resident who's concerned about the um, the way the, the West Beach has been allowed to fall into the sea. It's the optics, isn't it? The lack of landscape. Exactly. And lack of but ground. actually, when you start looking around, there's something potentially there which is very ecologically friendly, which taps into the idea of hailing as... You know, we've never shouted. There's not so much as, the, as a sign when you come over Hailing Bridge to announce that this is where windsurfing was invented. Um, we're not tapping into things like that enough on the island. And that's what I say about how exciting the place is when you, are, when you actually start looking and unlocking its potential. Um, but again, it, 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 it's an uphill struggle, but, but there are huge opportunities on Hailing if we're able to move them forward. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add. Well, no, well, it has. I mean, we've talked. I mean, I felt almost guilty there for a second because mm. we have talked about neglect and mm. we're passionate about making sure that, that it gets the attention, the care, and the maintenance that it deserves, and a few more features and a little bit more vision and ambition. Nothing terribly radical, but just little changes that hopefully some new energy, some new eyes can mm. bring. And I'm hopeful mm. that people listen to us and work with us, and we need to make sure we bring them with us. But, and actually, I, but I do. I, well, I, well no, I, I, I do think that it still has retained its identity, yeah. and the yeah, community yeah, yeah. know that, and it is still a beautiful place, and mm. we want people to come down and enjoy themselves we want mm. them to come and have fish and chips on the beach and we want them to get you know to be throwing chips into the air for the seagulls to catch and uh, and to be skimming Maybe stones and to be and to be skimming stones down by the shore and and just to enjoy the the, the natural beauty that's there and and the ambience and this you know slightly kiss me quick seaside town that's got something else as well and we want people to come down and just stand by for the traffic and the infrastructure going on and off mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and i had I, a Sorry, if I, if I could just add, 
again, on that point, we want people to come. And actually, one of the things that I know Mark is as keen to do as I am is there are actually some really, really good members of staff at Haven't Borough Council who actually are kind of unsung heroes very often. Um, there's an awful lot of really, really good technical knowledge. And again, one of those barriers or one of those problems that's emerged from this sort of one party state in Haven is that it's become too easy not to communicate enough with residents. And actually, there's some real expertise there that if I can get that expertise and get it talking directly to the residents, the solution that comes out of that will be um, a something which has has uh, engineering validity for the long term of Hailing Island, which obviously is hugely important as an island, but will be something that the residents actually buy into. Um, and, and I think actually one of the problems that Hammond Borough Council at the moment is that we there, there's more talent there. And actually, that's not being sung about enough. I'm, I know I'm often critical of PR stunts. There are too many of those and not enough actual substance from people who are skilled professionals and actually can do an extremely good job for the island. Yes, I don't know what the triangulation and communication is like mm. in, in Portsmouth. Are people fairly happy with that? Um, it, well, to be honest, it, it <laughs> depends on who you are. It depends on who you ask. Um, yeah, some some people are um, are quote unquote sick of the council telling them about things, and some people um, will constantly say that they're unhappy that they never heard about a thing yeah. that's been that they've had that's been included in um, in the. Uh, in flagship the, the magazine that's, that's put through every door in, in the city or it's been put you know on Facebook it's been put through all the kind of notices around the city so it's I, I don't know I, I think it's almost an impossible job for for any council to communicate with all of its residents mm. but you, you you there should at least be kind of an effort to try to um to try to get the message out with everyone so I, th I think it, you, you're trying to get to everyone for whatever means works works for them Um, talking of um, communicating with whatever means works for them we did actually just on that on that subject to answer that question we had a comment from Chris in the chat saying large housing developments, sewage and the state and cost of our um, very expensive beach mm -hmm. car parks. Um, and I know that we had a um, we've got a, another comment from um, Mike Owens from um, Hailing Sewage Watch about the concern. You, you kind of mentioned it there about the the, the sewage signs. So uh, mm -hmm. have you got anything to, to expand quick? Well, to, to comment quickly on either of those two two, two points? Um, yeah, well, we're both happy to talk about that, and that's where I do think the the cross party cooperation is gonna is going to really shine through. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, um, or I'm I'm certain that there's going to be something happen in the full council 21st of June. Don't quite know what it is at the moment. Mm -hmm. I know the leader of my party, um, Phil Monday's working on something. I know that Elizabeth Lloyd's working on something. They're all they are triangulating internally and working with Mike you and other don't activists. Know that the, the, the Lib Dem group leader is seconding the motion. Fantastic. There we go. <laughs> and the Lib Dem uh, leader's second in the motion. It's right the way across, and you know the Greens yeah. will be right behind it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um So I I'm I'm positive on that we'll see what 21st of june brings but i'm very um very pleased we've got such good activists actually yeah, who are yeah, really yeah. pressing hard and we make need to make sure sure they uh, they cut through yeah uh, and we're right behind them but yeah certainly I, i'm without a doubt we need something on the beach to warn people is that's the the level we're at it's not quite deadly yet but yeah. people are getting unwell there was you know there's plenty there's plenty of evidence out there that there are bathers on and mm -hmm. around hailing uh, tourists that come down that that are unwell after they've been bathing. Yeah, and of course, some, there, there are plenty of smaller scale things that we can do. Kind of the big ticket items, obviously, will get the headlines and what have you. But there are plenty of smaller scale things that can be done, which obviously don't need a policy motion. They don't need to actually be voted on. If it's an agreement and there's there's sense in it, and it just goes via officers within the council, then there are all sorts of small changes that you can make to it to actually improve the situation for people with minimal fuss. Okay, um, great, thanks. Sorry, Ian, I know that one's um, um, gone into, but it's um, certainly worth um, definitely. It, it's worth expanding on. Mm. Um, so on our on our next question, so um, haven't haven't Borough Council is is not necessarily been a um, been a happy hunting ground for uh, for non conservatives of of late. You you kind of alluded to it earlier on. Um, you both stood before um, without success. What do, what do you think's different this year? What's what's changed the scene? Uh, I mean, if I can ask that, um, if I can ask that first to Mark. Um, well, I'm I'm going to say that this is indicative on a microcosmic scale of what is actually going to happen mm. nationally. For me, I think that um, there was a lot of talk during Brexit about the soft swing vote being, you know, not quite a third 
<clears throat> of, of that dial and i think that it's expanded and i think you've now got just a very hardcore sort of 10 percent at either edge of that wheel uh, that are going to stick to to partisan reasons for for voting and i think people are going to start looking to be more informed they're going to be mm. looking at people um and uh, rather than than just parties and, and i'm i think we're going to see a more informed um, vote and, and a much bigger swing vote um, everywhere. And, and I think that Hayling was sending a message. It is actually a um, <clears throat> a conservative small C island without a shadow of a doubt. People don't want big change. They um, they, they really value, value their environment. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a bit of nimbyism? Probably. I'm I'm part of that culture. I'm an island of three generations. Um, and and actually, the challenge I think from Islanders was not a good enough performance there's lots of over promising and under delivering lots of ideas for local plans that keep falling through um lots of 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 waste and putting us on pause deliver or you're out and and they've put their money where the mouth is and they're kind of saying come back and get it and and perform and i think that is why you know it's there's pressure on all of us um particularly actually conservatives are privilege of the opposition isn't it being able to be critical and sit back and say god do something um and uh, and and I'm I'm certain that they'll they'll come through. Everyone will come through. I think there will be some improvements this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a tight year, as we were saying, because we've only got twelve months. Because then there's all the boundary changes next yeah. year. Yeah. So pressure on everyone to deliver in the next twelve months. Oh, politics that pushes the boundaries, eh? Um, yeah. Anything to add on that one, Paul? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, what was different this year? Um, a combination of factors, but absolutely the the national swing. I mean, there's no point in pretending otherwise that. Um, there was not a reflection of the fact that the Conservatives are, you know, lifelong Conservatives were saying to me on hailing, I've voted for Conservative all my life, but get this lot out. Um, and they weren't being specific necessarily about haven't borough council. They were talking about the Conservatives full stop. So there was obviously some of that. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest and admit, um, there, there's this popular idea that I've been trying to win on Hayley for years. The truth is that I was wrong. I honestly thought for a number of years that I, I put my name forward and I would have been very happy to get elected. But the truth is we never ran a campaign at all in the past because I was mm. always, um, I always believed the old notion that you could basically stick a blue rosette on a Labrador on Hailing Island um, and it would still win. Um, and it was only just over 12 months ago that I sort of tested the water with a few very, very small trials of stuff. Um, influenced the vote massively from that realized that hailing actually was at a point where it really was potentially ready for change um so in actual fact this year was the first year that we've actually really put on a campaign to try and win and, and obviously got 60 percent of the vote mm. because people were crying out for an alternative you could sense it can you it's the first mm. time we've uh, I've spent yeah. money as well i spent yeah. I, I stood last year as well as this year last year we spent nothing at all mm-hmm. Um, and this year, you know, a couple hundred quid on leaflets yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and we were out the whole time as mm. well. I mean, I think that's the other thing campaigning from July, not from um, April the same year, yeah, not for yeah, a month, yeah, yeah. but for 11, you know, 10, yeah. 11 months. Yeah. And that segues okay. us perfectly into the, the next question that it has been mooted that there was a, <laughs> a gentleman's agreement between the two of you. There was mm-hmm. obviously, Mark, there was no Lib Dem uh, candidate in your word ward and Paul, there was no Labour candidate in in yours. Um, come on, then, gents, fess up. What went on? Paul? Uh, the thing is, I'm I'm Paul. huge. We're both in charge, keen on the Progressive Alliance. Yeah, this, I but... mean, this is the comical thing about it. Actually, is that there wasn't a deal. I was desperately trying to do one behind the scenes, but there wasn't one. It wasn't possible. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be your sweetness and light and pretend that I wasn't trying to bring about exactly what we got. But but we didn't. I mean, genuinely, um, someone in the Labour Party, and I don't think it's right we go into the details no, no. because it's not personal health, but someone in the Labour Party that has traditionally stood here in Hailing West um, was very unwell and, and, and unable to stand. Um, and I know that Will Furrow, who was due to stand in Hailing East, um, spoke to me about it. And literally just told me that his moral conscience said that he he couldn't, in all fairness, actually stand against Mark, knowing that there wouldn't be a Labour candidate against me. So um, I'm not against uh, agreements between parties. I have no objection to them whatsoever. Um, and as the electorate across the country actually demonstrated at these local elections, um, 
because there were clearly deals done across the country and actually overwhelmingly the public demonstrated that they didn't care they don't they weren't anti at all so the public didn't seem to mind i was in favor of it in the first place but no we we didn't we didn't orchestrate it that that's not how that came about um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that. No, I mean, yeah, underneath that, there's something that's um, obviously quite serious is our candidate wasn't well enough to stand this time, mm. which he'd hoped to be. Um, and Wilf just fell on his sword, didn't he? Which was good of him and it mm. happened by accident. But both of us would have taken it with both hands. So, mm. I'm, you know, I'm not going to condemn the idea of uh, Progressive Alliance mm. anyway. I, I looked at Bratnell Forest and I think that... Um, Frankly, but, was the absolute screaming. I mean, example. that that was they they just uh, annihilated the Conservatives. There seats. was something like thirty seats up for grabs, yeah. and there was literally not Labour or Lib Dem against each other, and the Greens anywhere. as well. I mean, it was it was the perfect progressive yeah. alliance. And it? even as someone who was who has long uh, been in favour of more collaboration between parties, even I said they've overdone that. Voters are not going to like that, and clearly the voters came back. Um, and they didn't care. The results showed that they yeah. did not care. They just wiped the Conservatives out. Um, so, yeah, all, all but all in all in. It was it was um, an unhappy accident this time, mm -hmm. but nothing that neither of us would have yeah. um, would have been against. I mean, sure. I think it's it's really important to to remember as well in this context. And I, you know, one one Conservative councillor, I won't name, but through demonstrating political naivety, Dem said, said she thought it was a stitch up of democracy, not understanding that we literally have a system in this country, first past the post, which is designed for two party adversarial politics. OK, it's not designed for a whole host of parties to throw their hat in the ring. It's specifically designed for team A versus team B um, to suggest that it's anti-democratic to play that electoral system as it's designed intellectual nonsense it's just yeah is it is is a demonstration of ignorance unfortunately but again naming that names no so gentlemen i think we i i think uh i think the clarity is there that we would have if we could have but we didn't and uh by circumstances it it, it fell that way no, thank yeah. you for a very honest answer not at all okay so um so that was before the before the 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 ballots were, were counted and i guess the the result afterwards um leaves us in a situation and we talked about it at the, at the top of the show so it, with opposition parties very much still in the minority um i'm going to put up in, in a second a, a, a graphic just to show um you know there are 30 conservative councillors there are four labor councillors two lib dems one green, uh, one independent. So um, with the opposition very much in the minority, how will you stop the administration just pushing through their agenda um, and ignoring all other voices? Um, uh, and, it, and if I can put that first to Mark, please. Uh, well, we won't. We won't uh, stop them because they've got um, uh, a massive majority. Mm. Um, so what is it? Th 20, 30 to 7, 8? Uh, yeah, with yeah. one independent who, who aligns with them as far as I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, I mean, there it is. there's, there's <laughs> so. a graphic on there. It's uh, We won't. So it's going to have to be um, uh, just encouraging um, encouraging other people, good people from every single party to, mm -hmm. to stay objective, focused and do what's best for residents and making a strong case. And actually, that's that's a good thing. It enables debate and scrutiny. Um, hopefully, um, you know, there'll, there'll be enough pressure because they have lost these seats and yeah. um, and they weren't in a position where they could possibly have lost control, overall control, but they could do next could time. Do next, yeah, yeah. Um, that there's enough pressure on on everyone. Uh, the blue team included to to really make sure they come across mm. as objective focused and, and doing the best thing for residents and if they don't they'll really suffer next year so I, I you know I, I don't see you know I don't see an issue actually in terms of uh, good policies will get through yeah I mean I think good motions will come through I think that I think that's absolutely right I think it's kind of two two sides to this everything you said about not being able to stop them is absolutely true I mean I mean with that majority if they want to push certain things through we're not numerically going to be able to stop them, obviously. No. However, um, if we bring things forward, which makes so much sense that it would be incredibly bad publicity for them to vote against it, say, for example, a clear-cut sewage motion, um, then obviously we can affect change that way. So I guess there's two sides to that question. One, can we actually stop them pushing through what they want to push through? Well, no, not really. But can we actually also influence and get through some stuff that we want through as well? Well, yes, absolutely we can. 
Okay, so that, that's an interesting thing. So you're hoping the argument itself would um, um, would would win out in that respect, rather than it just be a um, an ideological of it's our idea, it's someone else's idea, so we won't support it, kind of thing. It's very very difficult to vote against something um, which is is clear cut in needing to be obvious, and I would apply that exactly the same. In, in you know, I will not vote against a conservative motion just for the sheer hell of it because it's a conservative motion. Mm-hmm. If I think it's good for hailing Ireland, then I will back it. And I would absolutely expect the same from from anyone um, elected to serve the public. And and they're on the back foot. And there's mm. um, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a need for them to to show that they they're putting residents first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, indeed. Oh, oh, sorry. I was just going to mention uh, sorry quickly in that yep. um, uh, council leader Alex Rennie. Um, and um, and uh, Phil, uh, Phil Monday actually joined us back in February uh, last year um, on a show uh, about Haven. Um, so um, I've put some links in the chat if anybody ever wanted to go and uh, watch or listen to that after after this show. Perfect. So just um, just staying on that topic, uh, you're obviously four weeks in the fresh faced new kids on the block. Mm. Um, what what is the mood music sounding like in terms of collaboration and um, and willingness to work with you do you want to ask again in about 48 hours ian maybe <laughs> ah, are we about you want to avoid we're ahead discovery? of the game are we no 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 i mean i don't literally mean 48 hours but yeah i mean it's it's i don't know is the honest answer at the moment i think it's potentially quite good but there's clearly some adapting to be done on their part as well, which I, and, I, and I don't know if they've really recognised that at the moment. But the, the feeling I get at the moment is there that there's very much a sense that we should be adapting to fit in um, with with the status quo. And obviously, literally 60 and 62 percent of Islanders, respectively, just voted very definitively to smash up the status quo. They, they, they're literally saying to us, change this, some change any change basically we are sick of this whatever this is at the moment basically so of course there's adapting to be done of course it will have unnerved people slightly that are used to being in a one-party state and now there is suddenly you know it may well be that some of these people got involved at a point in time where you know they very happily viewed themselves and told themselves almost that they are local not political which again is intellectually just nonsensically implies that there's no such thing as a local politician or local politics well obviously there is um but the idea that we're not all part of the one party of course will be unsettling for some people and they've got some adapting to do to that but again as individuals um i i, I don't i don't think they're incapable of doing that um and i think genuinely all of the six hailing councillors do genuinely care about hailing island I think regardless of what is delivered, regardless of what anyone's capabilities are or aren't, I think genuinely all six people's hearts are in the right place. And that's going to stop us yeah. all falling out um, yeah. catastrophically, I think. Uh, but there is definitely, I think Paul's right, there's definitely um, some adjusting to be done uh, without a shadow of a doubt. We've both got a mandate from from people to try and affect change and a bit mm. of a sense of urgency. Uh, and I do think that whereas before with such a significant majority, uh, there was just this sort of Russian doll of collaboration where everyone mm. fell on each other in order to protect the status quo and defend uh, the reputation of HBC and themselves. And that's kind of thought they've realized that there are now there are now holes in that armor. Yeah. Um, they've realized that we are going to show far greater level of transparency. We're happy to be critical with evidence um, in a fair way. Uh, and and they they don't necessarily they don't like well it's it's been unsettling hasn't it it's been yeah, unsettling yeah, there's I more mean, accountability there's more transparency there's more scrutiny as we promised um and that's that's got people scattering a little bit i don't, I don't think anyone's again going to say let's try and present this as positively as we possibly can are they to us no when <laughs> they they no longer have two people who are happy to be the marketing arm of, of hbc <laughs> but uh, but at the same time we've i mean i had so for example again I'll only mention people who aren't here in a positive context. I had the leader of the council, Alex, when he came come down, he was really uh, affable, amenable, walked around, agreed on lots of stuff. You know, he, you know, I, I, obviously from a distance, I probably hadn't been uh, as kind to him um, online or uh, from, a, you know, fr- with that sort of cyclical distance. Um, 
I was quite impressed by him actually when he came along. You know, I, I enjoyed meeting him, enjoyed my time with him, and uh, I put some positive stuff as a result all over my social media. And I, I said, I think you know he's going to do the right things by hailing. He's going to he's going to commit. He's going to help us make positive changes uh, in you know in a democratic way. Um, and I'm hoping that that's a little springboard, and there'll be lots of springboards along the way. And I think just picking up on that point, actually, someone else that I, I will mention just now. Uh, briefly is because I, I touched on that point and mentioned that there are some really good uh, officers, really good staff at Havenborough Council. The actual senior leadership team, i.e. the paid staff, not the politicians, not me, Mark, not Alex Rennie, not any of us. The actual paid staff, the senior management team are not all, but the majority are pretty new, as in only the last three, four months. Um, and early days, but thus far, um, I think it's fair to say, I don't want to speak on Some both of us, but we are, I'm certainly impressed, and I know you have been as well. Um, there are some individuals there who genuinely seem to want to achieve um, in the Haven't Borough and who genuinely value and see Hailing Island as a real, uh, something that as a, uh, a council officer is almost a privilege to work with um, and to benefit, basically. So um, there are a lot of positives in there. there. There really are a lot of positives and there are a lot of potential possibilities for change. Um, it is just getting more than anything that sort of culture, that that, need, that, that sharpness, that slickness, that awareness. Um, I mean, basically everything that comes with, with, with scrutiny from opposition, effectively, that's just been so clearly missing for so long. There's some, there's some friction, but I think we can both adjust to each other and, and it can be a positive thing. Brilliant. So on that point, um, you know, Haven't is very different to Portsmouth in that it's a borough council with an awful a number of decisions being taken by Hampshire County Council. Um, so apart from the fact that poor Haven't borough councillors get paid only half what um, Portsmouth councillors do, what, what do you both hope to influence most? And don't, it's first. not as much as half. I don't think it's even as much as half, <laughs> is it? No, well, it depends on your position, but uh, I think the basic is about is is half. I'm afraid, Paul. Is it? Is it? Yeah, but I think, about, I think it's you're, somewhere you're, in a eleven grand. In yeah, what's with the councillor? Yeah, you're you're both exceptional value. So, what is it that you hope <laughs> to in, in, influence most, Paul? Um, well, influence most. I think. I mean, it. it, it... There are so many ways to answer this question. I am tempted to just kind of go with the generic. Um, it is about cultural change, impact, blah, 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 blah. But you've heard all of that. So if I'm going to pick out issues, if, there, if, if there's one thing in actual fact over the next what, 11 months now uh, until the next local elections, I, I would have to say it's going to be sewage for the simple reason that like, we, it's an island, as you've heard all this before. It's, it's an island surrounded by water. It's a tourist destination. And the local economy is potentially in serious, serious long-term damage if we cannot get this sorted and get it sorted quickly. I mean, we're in the summer season now. Um, this needs to be gotten on top of and, and, and needs to be sorted now, effectively. Um, the rest of it is all just, again, it's about the neglect that's going on. But I'm getting back into that really, really broad answer about culture that, mm. that I desperately don't want to try and give you. But but. There is that need for systemic change within, basically. That uh, again, I'll, I'll just sound like a star record if I go over that. Mark, well, uh, for me, that's the same as a lot of residents. I'm going to do something different because you've covered the sewage, obviously, yeah. right behind you there. But um, what, what seems to have happened every few years is they've brought out these sort of glossy brochures saying, you know, look how fantastic Halion's going to be. It's going to be this glistening metropolis with this global port mm. on that. You know, we're not quite that much, but but lots of changes, lots of really impressive landmarks and nothing's happened. And it's happened again and again and again uh, for years and years and years. And, and, and as a result, you know, because they want to sort of release this flock of doves together, mm. they've not allowed this sort of gradual um tiered change and that's mm. actually what i think we need is a change in approach uh, so that we can start actually getting some visible differences uh, advertising those bringing people in without hopefully the, the the carbon footprint that traffic brings but via the ferry mm. um right across our absolutely fabulous seafront and yeah seafront regeneration i'd love to get behind councillor richardson and, and help her at the moment you know she's 
you know, I've, I've enjoyed the conversations with her, but it's that there's been that friction we talked about, and I'm, I'm hoping I can be more useful than that and uh, and be supportive of her. And, and I, I just want visible changes now. There's just so we are oh, just but, the, the waiting. That, that's exactly what I'm saying about cultural change. It all comes back to that. That is all cultural change, or that friction that Mark's talking about the thinking we can get it moved somewhere. It's all about fixing a culture and getting the right relationships and the right mechanisms in place and the right working uh, mentality effectively i mean that's again it, it is the same thing everyone wants it and ultimately yeah and again it's another generic broad brushstroke that, that paul was talking about apologies for that but their sense of urgency um and implementing you know just small visions some achievable outcomes getting some wins for everyone and then and it is for everyone especially the residents mm -hmm. because again we come back to that point residents genuinely feel like they've just been left behind and ignored on the island mm -hmm. um and actually um People, people actually are very, very appreciative, very, very quickly, actually, I found, because they felt neglected, that that the work on hailing actually isn't unseen. I mean, of course, there's always the odd person who is who is always going to be unhappy. But actually, island residents, when they start seeing some action and they start seeing some urgency, do respond extremely positively. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it's all here to be done with. It's just about getting the right mentality in place to do it. And And, and of course, for me, personally as well as and, and it'd be the same for Paul as well we both want to protect the Hailing Ferry mm. um, and I'm not sure people who don't live on Hailing get how hugely important that is I'm not sure it would be so important to uh, to people in East Nea as it is on West Hailing no. I don't know what you no. think how high up the agenda would that be mm -hmm. uh, for Portsmouth people and it's a classic example where again I mean we've got cars we've got we've got traffic queuing off Hailing Island every day um, we've got polluting vehicles driving around from Hailing Island into Portsmouth. Um, the ferry, again, is a long-term environmentally sustainable um, way of getting a lot of cars off the road. But if it isn't supported correctly, if it doesn't have the right backing, the right infrastructure connecting with it, for example, over on the Portsmouth side, you've got a bus that immediately links up the ferry. We don't here, for example. These are exactly the sort of challenges that Mark and I have got. Um, and it's those things that we, you know, we're, we're both enthusiastic about getting in place. Thank okay. you, guys. Simon. Okay, so um, May the 4th wasn't really a good night um, for the government. Um, so like most uh, administrations in, in kind of midterm, um, they'd be keen to dismiss the um, poor local election results for them as, as simply an expected, an expected midterm uh, protest vote. How confident are you for the inevitable GE to come in that will come at some point in the next 18 months or sooner, depending on whatever bet you might have taken as to um, whatever next Twitter update there is about someone else leaving, um, leaving Parliament? <laughs> um, and if I can ask that first to Mark. Um, well, like I was talking about, I think that dial's open right up. I think that uh, anything's possible. You look at different websites, it says haven't is still going to say with Mac, who of course got 66% of the vote last time. It was an overwhelming slam dunk victory for him, but he's, he's had his profile very low lately. There are, you know, underground sort of pub gossip about uh, the fact he might not stand because he's allowed his profile to drop. I think he's a very slick operator. I think he's a very bright guy. I don't think he's really connected with people locally <clears throat> i don't think it's a deep connection that he's got by any means i think that was different with willits i think he David really willits did was connect. different again um, he really did connect with local people um and uh and i think it's it's potentially wide open but you know it's it's one of those where it, it will depend on the fluctuation uh way above us even more than the, the locals mm. um I, I think it's potentially wide open but of course um it, it could happen any day soon rather than in uh, the next 18 months mm. given everything that's happened like you said you know nigel adams resignation uh means uh, apparently something to do with the chilton hundreds rule uh, and i'm looking to anyone else who might know a little bit more about uh this um might mean um that there's a constitutional crisis Starman might call for a vote of no confidence unlikely that's going to get through but uh it, it that might have been part of boris's plan getting a third person to resign so quickly um so who knows who knows it's uh exciting times but not so much for the conservatives <laughs> Stop <sniggering>. does <laughs> you all know credit Paul. <laughs> Bar humbug. Paul, Paul, did you have anything else to add on that or were you just choking with excitement? Just choking with excitement, yeah. No. Um, King to dismiss as midterm blues. Uh, or midterm less struggle... blues. Sorry? 
mid-term less blues perhaps yeah, well yes quite um <laughs> how confident am i i'm i'm extremely confident that the next general election will not return a conservative majority exactly mm. how much the conservatives lose by i i honestly don't know um a lot of the answer to that question because of our absurdly outdated system in this country will, will literally come down to tactics in in any one of the six well in all of the 650 constituencies because effectively we have 650 mini local elections in britain we don't actually have a general election per se we have local elections 650 of them so depending on who fields and and what what is going on there will have a huge impact on what the eventual numbers in parliament are um and of course liberal democrats traditionally get nowhere near the percentage of seats in parliament that our national vote share gets um but I would I, I struggle to believe having having heard the sentiment from lifelong conservative voters over these local elections. Um, and as I said to you before, having heard that their anti-conservative sentiment was an extremely broad brushstroke against the conservative party as a, as a whole. Um, I, I struggle to believe that there will be a conservative government um, in 18 months time, let's say, whether or not that means that a place which is so conservative as haven't has to vote 66% conservative last time, um, whether that will cease to be a conservative seat is, is a different matter. But then I guess, I, again, that comes back to there are 650 local elections and it all depends on what actually gets put on the table in haven't. Perfect, gentlemen. So to, to, to wrap up our questions, it, it's our magic wand moment. So if you could change one law, either national or local, um, what what would you shoot for? And I've got a sneaking suspicion I might know your answer, Paul. <laughs> um, no, you don't, actually. Um, there are so many to go for, Ian. It's, it's very, very difficult. Um, but I'm not going to plumb for the one that you think I'm going for. I'm going to go for one that's a consequence of that. And I'm going to say the deregulation of our waterways, which is now wasn't possible uh, as a member of the European Union, is only possible because the government changed law in Britain subsequent to Brexit so that our standards are now such that southern water are allowed with almost impunity to pump this stuff into our harbour. Yes, it is. I don't I know people don't want to hear it. But yes, that's happening because of Brexit. That wouldn't have been allowed under European standards. And it is it is allowed now. So no, I'm not going to say the thing you thought, which was just reverse Brexit, Ian. No, I, I thought gonna... you were going. I thought you were going for PR, oh. Paul, if I'm honest. But... Oh, okay, right. I apologise. I apologise. No. Um, but no, I would I would reverse something that is a direct result of it, because literally people are swimming in human excrement as a consequence of it right now thank you paul mark see i've i've got so many written down one of them is <laughs> one of them is pr another one single market customs union replacing the house of law just future proofing just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. against uh, against what what's come been on. happening this liberal policies for like century mark well yeah basically. <laughs> but, but come i am going to stick to um as, as well I, my dream job would be education secretary is my passion and I'm going to um, stick to, um, to well, I've got a couple of things there. What can I squeeze in? Um, I'd want to, um, I'd want to have housing for teachers in action zones where there's a lack of teachers and also extend that to nurses and junior doctors. I think there needs to be housing for, for key workers in the places that need the most. Um, and rather than with them wage rises, I'd look to that. Absolutely. No, that's brilliant. Gentlemen, thank you ever so much. Simon, anything to add there? Um, no, no I, was, um, I must admit, I was quite amazed. I must admit my money would have been on Paul going for PR. Um, but um, in interesting interesting answers. Um, one is against swimming against the tide of our own poop being flung back at us. And mm -hmm. the other one is against uh, swimming against the tide of um, understaffed um, key workers. Um, not being able to afford housing so both very very good answers so gentlemen much appreciated and uh, we will um in a future episode be be picking uh, wrong term picking up the sewage issue again perhaps that's the wrong <laughs> phrase to uh phrase you do to try use. not to pop there's enough of uh, that here uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you've been listening to the pompey politics podcast i've been ian tiny morris and our guests have been uh, mark coates uh, for labor and Paul Gray for the Liberal Democrats. 
Um, and I've been Simon Sansbury. And just to remind you, uh, our next week our show will be um, looking at um, looking at Pride and asking about whether Pride is a journey rather a destination. If you are at all interested in taking part in that show, whether you've got a comment you'd like to share with us, or whether you'd actually like to come on the show, please do email us. That's studio at pp podcast. Dot uk studio at pppodcast.uk uh, um, and you will find uh, details of next week's show um, in the QR code in the top left hand corner um, or you can go to our website for all of our links but please do like, follow, subscribe uh, wherever you get our content um, and thanks very much again to both of our guests and we'll see you all uh, next week <laughs>